When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, we just got some pretty good news, y'all. Trey Hendrickson is reportedly back at practice for our 6.30 nighttime practice. Necessary. Necessary. No Hubbard. Got to have Hendrickson, right? Yeah, we need Hendrickson pretty bad. No T. Higgins, though. He's not practicing as that's expected, but but we we need Hendrickson. It's tough because we definitely – this is a must-win game, but Hendrickson – you know, I'm glad he can go, but you know, T. Higgins has to be right if we're going to make a push outside of outside of tomorrow or you know outside of Thursday. So I understand T. not playing. I'd rather him be right. healthy. I don't know. Anybody else we got to worry about? I mean, Charlie Jones is also back at practice too a little bit. You know, I saw him catching some passes with along with Tyler Boyd. You know, from Joe Burrow today. So. We might see him on the field Sunday. Andre Yoshivas wasn't there, so I think that we might get a little Chuck Sizzle action. I I would like to see him catching some punts again. I think there's a little bit of a difference maker back there. All right, well, hey, no more injury reports. Let's start the show. Through the jungle, I'm your host Brandon Harry, aka B Dirt, with your host Tim Lyons and Justin Lacey. What's up, fellas? What up? What up? What up? Another day in the jungle. Get ready for a big time primetime showdown on Thursday night. I'll tell you what, I've shook it off. I shook off that Houston Texans loss. I'm ready to go. I'm I put it behind me, I buried it. We're on a short week, we don't have enough time to sit around in our feelings. The team doesn't, so I'm not going to either. I flushed that deuce down the toilet. It's time to move on. Time to go. Time to go. Hey, I want to thank everybody listening out there. Spotify, Apple, Google Pod, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Get those first notifications. Give us that five-star review. Appreciate you. Share us out on uh, Facebook or share us with your friends. Maybe you're in a group of Bengals fans. Share us there. And if you're on YouTube, of course, hit that thumbs up, get those notifications, and, uh, you know, share us. Share, share, share. We, yes. we're, we're here for everybody. We're growing every week. We appreciate you. Thank you. Can't say enough about it. So we got a little bit of a short version of Running Through the Jungle. A big thank you um, to King Pope from the Only One, Only One Ravens podcast. 
did the strange love the Bengals crossover with a, uh, a a member here of the Fans First Sports Network Raven Squad? Appreciate coming on, and, and you'll see the you know the weaknesses and the points and some of the nuances of the game. Go check that one out right here on the Running Through the Jungle channel. We are going to get to um, some big overview stuff. And as always, every week, our offensive game ball, defensive game ball, and our score predictions. If you're just showing up here like you normally do on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, we've already recorded. Short week. We had to get to work early, too. So here we are. Justin, what do you say about this game? Well, it would be more entertaining if we were to pull off the win. I'm saying that because I'm sure the rest of the division is going to be hoping for a Bengals win if you're the Steelers and the Browns fans. Because if you Bengals do come out victorious in this Thursday night game, man, that makes this AFC North a hell of a lot more interesting than if the Ravens were to come out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really hyped and I'm really ecstatic for this game. Both teams are coming off of a tough loss, but at the end of the day, this is a, this is a team, both teams are real critical components to how the AFC and the positioning for the playoffs are going to align itself when you got teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars staring right at you as well, too. So, yeah, this is going to be one of the bigger heavyweight battles of the season. I'm excited for it. Yeah, man, the AFC in general, the whole conference is pretty bunched up, um, real top-heavy uh, with above 500 teams. And then you look at our division, you know, we go in and take care of business in Baltimore – Every team except for one is going to come out of our out of our uh, week eleven matchup with at least four losses. Uh-huh. So there's going to be one with three and three with four. It's going to bunch us up real good. Uh, Tim, I'm going to start with you. Can we do that? Can we bring a division back to us? Can we flip it on its ear? And what do we got to do to do that? I believe that if we put the pedal to the metal. To you know, put it to the floor, and don't be stalling out in the in the in the second half. And we keep going, and we keep pushing. The defense keeps improving. Um, I think we can make a good run. You know, we do have uh, Baltimore on Thursday. We still got to play Pittsburgh twice. We still got to play the Browns. Um, I believe we have the Colts in there, the Chiefs. I know, missing. Oh, and the Jaguars. So I think I think we can make Vikings too. Oh, and the Vikings. Yes, thank you, Justin. Um, I believe that we can make that push. Um, I think after this loss on Sunday, um, I think we're going to see a different team out there possibly on 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 Thursday and going forward. Um, I know I was watching Joe Burrow's conferences and he was like, you know, I made you know at the time of the play, I was pushing the ball down the field, trying to you know because the situation that we were in. But then there was times where I should have slowed down and held back. So mm-hmm. he recognizes that he made those errors and mistakes on Sunday. Um, yeah. So I, I like you and I discussed, like I said before, we said we were going to end up eight and, or I'm sorry, nine and two. Or no, I'm sorry. No, we started and and after three. the Bills game. You moved it yeah. to nine and two. I think nine this moves two. us right back to eight and three. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I can see that now. You know, after that loss on on Sunday, um, it moves us back to eight and three. But we might be able to pull off nine and two, and put us put us back in. And like you were saying, is is with the losses. You know, if 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 the Ravens lose and 
you know, and if, if the Browns and the Steelers lose, you know, it could push this division tighter to, you know, tighter together and give us all a chance to either, you know, win the division or all of us have the chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, we talked about this division being really tough going into the season. Um, yeah. And we still look like we are. You know, we in in a division, the Browns beating the Ravens. I mean, I wouldn't call that. The Steelers beating the Browns. The Steelers winning six games out of nine when they haven't haven't had an offensive output with more yards than any of their opponents yet. Right. They've been outgained nine straight times, yet they've won six of those games. They just find a way to win. I'm hoping that our defense takes a little bit more from their defense because if you look at our defense, is kind of similar to theirs. Ben, don't break. Be opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Take the ball away. The, the you know we need to get Trey Hendrickson on track with that rush. That helps, and we need to get some other people stepping up. Um, I don't like. I love DJ Reader. I don't think he's played real well over the past few weeks. I don't know if he's got nagging injuries or whatnot. But when I look at our our games coming up, I don't think we're more than – I mean, at worst-case scenario, it's a coin toss for me. And that's trying to look at it as extremely objective as I can. I mm. don't think, like I said earlier, if Joe Burrow is our problem – giving up two turnovers or this or that, I'll take that problem because I think it writes itself. Justin, yeah. what are your feelings about this division? Can we get it back? Can we can we get our rightful place up there at the top of this list and what we got to do to do it? Well, like I said earlier, definitely going to make for a better storyline when uh, Sunday rolls around. And because I know the Browns and the Ravens, I'm sorry, the Browns and the Steelers, they're going to be jockeying for that top spot too if the Bengals were to pull off this win. Here's what I will say. I know that we can, we're can we going to pinpoint about the Bengals, all this and that, but if you're the Ravens and you're looking at this game, you there's more pressure on the Baltimore Ravens needing to win this game, more so than the Bengals, but the Bengals are feeling the urgency a hell of a lot more, I feel like, than the Ravens because the Ravens already got a couple of division wins on their back. They beat us once. They beat the Browns once. They're two and two now with losing to the Steelers and to the Browns now this past Sunday. So if they were to go two and three, it's no really big deal. That's just the nature of the AFC North. But the Bengals can't go 0 and three in the AFC North, losing to it against Baltimore with a couple of games against Pittsburgh on deck and in a week 18 matchup against Cleveland as well. So I feel like the Bengals are feeling the urgency more to go into this game and and pull off the win. And it's going to be difficult because Thursday night football is not playing kind to the role team this season so far. Um, But I also will say the Ravens, we can talk about our L all we want to this past Sunday. I, if, but if I'm the Bengals in the Ravens, if I'm picking which L I wanted to take, I'm taking the Bengals L more so than I'm taking the Ravens L you let up a 14 point lead nine minutes or so in a game against a team that you had on the ropes to just you had a 97 point something percent chance to win that game and you right. let them run the ball all the way back and that was very deflating so it I, I feel like that the rapes they're feeling like they they got the most pressure underneath them that their pressure might burst a little bit because they got a a scorching hot Bengals team even though they took a L but they're looking to prove that they're still one of the big dogs of the AFC. So that's how I look at it. It is going to make for an entertaining game. So 
you can spin it however which way you want to, but I'm just letting you know that that's kind of the other side of what I feel like where the Ravens are thinking as well, too. Yeah, and I, I don't want to dismiss I, – I, I've had a lot of positivity, and we're talking about what we can do to get there. We need to win this game in order to do it. But going into Baltimore uh, and winning this game on a Thursday night, like you said, short turnaround, uh, it's going to be tough. And, I mean – the Ravens back-to-back losses at home against divisional opponents, not good. You know what I mean? Right. So two weeks ago, uh, people, you know, um, uh, Sims, uh, Chris Sims, and some of these other guys, there were multiple analysts I saw out there that were talking about how uh, this Baltimore Raven team might be the best team in, in football. Well, now if you go back-to-back losses to the two teams from Ohio in your division – that that conversation goes out the window. So I don't. They're going to put their backs against the wall too. So it's going to be a fist fight. I expect a very physical game. I expect a very entertaining game. Um, I do too. But but it's it's a must have for us more more so than them. Mm-hmm. But neither one of these teams are going to want to lose this football game for sure. So you're going to see the haymakers coming out. I think we need to have better play calling. Period. Point blank. I said it earlier in the year. I, I didn't. I, I didn't tiptoe around it. Um, and, and I said it a little bit last week as I rethought that game out. I'm more critical now about this past week than I was before. We got to get better at play calling. If you're getting 4.2 yards for rush, you cannot be consistently at third and eight, third and nine, third and thirteen. Like we didn't have the the bad penalties as much as we did, you know, last week as we did two weeks ago, so that we shouldn't have been behind the chains all that well the way we were playing ball. Uh, so I'm, I'm coaching staff here has to also be accountable. I, I was also, like you said, Tim, extremely happy hearing Joe Burrow be a little more now that he had time to, and you, it's hard to answer that question, answer yeah. those questions when you're emotional, you're upset at yourself, you're upset at everything after the game. He deterred from him, but at least he came back in today's press conference and gave us kind of like, hey, yeah, I went back. I shouldn't have done that. I got to be better in this situation. You know, mm-hmm. we made some good plays, but we got to make more. And and I liked what I heard from him. I, I, I agree. Must win, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I wanted to add to that, you know, I think that these next these next games that we have left, it's going to be on Joe and Jamar Chase's shoulders, uh, no doubt. Yeah, and no T, and and this may be a precursor to what life after T looks like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Justin, you said, I hope we get Chuck Sizzle back. I think he can help. I really do. Uh, I, I don't think we can just have a double team Jamar Chase every single down without making them pay with somebody. Right, and our tight ends have been playing better, but they're not going to stretch the field. Uh-uh. They're just not. No, that's that's one of the things that the Ravens are smart enough to understand that even though we're utilizing our tight end weaponry more, none of them are Mark Andrews. <laughs> you know, no. Drew. We like what Tanner Hudson could potentially be, but the, again, that's the key word there is potential. We don't know exactly what his full blown kinetic energy looks like when he's out there on the field. But we also know it's not Mark Andrews. So yeah. I think the Ravens will be aligned 
to th think outside the box that Burrow is probably going to want to use his tight ends in this check down and give him some little bit of open lanes, but understand that he's probably not, they're not going to be the main nucleus in the core that's going to beat us. It's still going to be Jamar Chase. So that's where you got to be able to understand the chess match when two teams like the Ravens and the Bengals understand and know each other. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, we're going to take this quick moment here to take a, a, a break. We're going to do like three seconds, five seconds if you're on YouTube. But if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, wherever your podcast is, hang with us while we pay some bills. All right, welcome back to Running Through the Jungle podcast on the Running Through the Jungle channel on Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, a.k.a. Big or, uh, B Dirt. Just bangling over here, Juddy 13. Justin you almost Lacey. said you almost said something inappropriate when you, uh, you was announcing your nickname. I was going to say Big Dirt. That's all I was going to say. Um, I love uh, it's funny, Tim Lyons, uh, Sir Crunkness 33. I I'm guessing that's a, a, a I don't know, some Call of Duty name or something like that, huh? That looks that's definitely feels Call of Duty Halo ish. It was, you know, Call of Duty Madden times. I'm still known as Sir Crunkness on, on, on the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation, okay. so you know, they know what's coming. Fair enough. Well, hey, Sir Crunkness, let's uh, let's get into our game balls. <laughs> Says I get a lot of feedback. People like this uh, offensive game ball prediction, defensive game ball prediction. So I've been hearing some good things. I like doing it. I try to call it dead on the nose. I almost got it last week. I would have if the guy would have just thrown it to our team, not the other team. That said, Tim, I'm going to leave it up to you. You can go first in this one. Who you got for our offensive uh, and defensive game balls? And go ahead while you're at it give us a score prediction. All right. Um, I'm gonna say this is is Joe Burrow the last couple of weeks has thrown for 300 plus yards. Joe Burrow is gonna throw for 300 plus yards this week. He's on. He's going. He's going to um, play better than what he did on Sunday. Of course, not make any mistakes or not make those mistakes he made. Um, I believe Joe Burrow is gonna be my offensive game ball, and uh, I think he's gonna be the offensive game ball for real. Um, then my defensive game ball. You know, at first I was like, you know what? Let me go with Logan Wilson again. I was, mm, nope. Mm -mm. This Thursday, it's going to be Mike Hilton's turn. Oh, hey. I think I like Mike that. Hilton is going to be all over the field making tackles. I say he has nine plus tackles, maybe a tackle for loss, some good pass deflections. Mike Hilton's my defensive game ball. All That's right, a very yeah. creative pick. I like and, it, though. I like it. He's been tackling better than he was in the beginning of the year. And he has. Um, and, he has. And, they're, you know? and they're definitely – they like to throw the ball inside the numbers more. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I can see that. And I can see him – you know, he, he can – you know, we've seen him all over the field. So – and then my uh, score prediction, I'm going to say the Bengals cover the spread 28-24. All right. Could be a close one. Nail biter. All right, Justin. Is that saying that we is that saying that we win or lose? We win. 
Okay. Because you, you, right, you, okay. All right. Because I know the spread is three and a half, right? <laughs> if you look at, uh, you know, the betting lines and stuff. So, yep. But, and the reason okay. why I said 28, 24, they covered the spread, they'll, they'll win by four points. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right. All right, Justin. So here's my, you got? here's my, here's my um, offense. I'm going to go with offense first. I've been seeing a lot of I've been seeing a lot of toxic fan ba- uh, fans on Twitter riding the coattails of the destruction with Tyler Boyd after that uncharacteristic drop that he could have caught for the game winning touchdown, and this has been making me sick. And people are really disrespecting him, saying that we should move on from him, we should cut him, and all this and that. The dude has put his heart and soul into the Bengals organization. A guy from Pittsburgh, for of all, show that he is all about Cincinnati and embracing the culture. He is going to be my pick to rebound and have the game ball. Um, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have gotten into that range to score the touchdown, to score to potentially score the game winning touchdown anyway. So um, Tyler Boyd had a really phen- phenomenal day up until that unfortunate moment. And I don't think that you're going to see that moment again. He's also been known over the years of his Bengal career as a Ravens killer. Um, you think back to the fourth and 12 at the end of 2017 that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and the Bills into the playoffs. That was Tyler Boyd. I like the end of throw that Andy Dalton had down the seam to him, but that was Tyler Boyd making a catch on such a clutch drive and breaking tackles, getting in the end zone. I think Tyler Boyd is just he's just positioned to have that kind of moment again. And I think it does potentially happen again on this Thursday night. It's a big time matchup and our big time post needs to show up and he's one of them. So great, pick. great de- pick. defense. Sorry, I'm my back. I know you were saying to him. I ain't mean it. No, I just said that was a great pick. Great pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, and, and just to show Tyler Boyd, man, there's still love out here, man. Like, mm-hmm. you also need to flush that, that what happened this past Sunday down the toilet, too. And I think he has, too. So you're going to see a much focused uh, Tyler Boyd this time. Um, but my defensive pick, I like the Mike Hill, Hilton one, man. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be tough to top because that was such out of the box there. But I'm going to go with Dax Hill. It's time for you to step up and show that you were that first-round pedigreed safety that showed that this is why we moved on from Jesse Bates and Von Bell, because they can't do this. And what a perfect way and an opportunity to do it on this primetime Thursday night stage. We didn't see that. We didn't, I mean, we he did some things decent when he started covering Dalton Kincaid against the Bills. But, dude, you cover Mark Andrews. There's been I've been watching a little bit of film on him, and he does a really good job covering those athletic tight ends when you put him on those tight ends like a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. You're going to have to rely on that. This is the perfect matchup. You know he's a security blanket for Lamar. You're really good at stopping the run. you got to show that you are that guy now. And I feel like he has potential that he could do that, whether if it's getting a pick, whether if it's forcing a fumble, whether if it's getting a ton of tackles, tackles for loss, a set, whatever the case it may be. I think you may see the Dax Hill that showed up on Monday night football against the Rams on Thursday night. And you have no choice but to do that. So he's my pick for defensive game ball of the week. In terms of score prediction, this is the dog fight, and I'm expecting a dog fight. But I also think that the Bengals understand that the Ravens can win the game at the last second. That's how they lost the previous two games against Lamar. And I think that they're going to be able to game plan against that. So my score prediction actually is a 26 to 15 odd score gami like score. Bengals win. Hmm. That is a score gami. 
26 to 15. I got I got so mesmerized by that I didn't even write it down at first. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with the defense because you got me on it when you were talking about the things. I like I said, you know, they like to throw the ball like hashes in, they don't get too far out. That's their sweetest spot. Uh, a lot of crossing, a lot of in route. So I do Dax and Mike Hilton, I think both are going to have some opportunities here. Um, the two things I'm very interested to see how we play are, A, if Dax comes down and, and does, I, which I liked, I asked for, Dax comes down and plays a, a, a tight end, gets a little man up on a tight end. He did a very good job about that. But then all of a sudden, I think we were exposed on, on the back end of our safeties. Um, so it'll be interesting how uh, Lou Anarumo works those puzzle pieces to help us out there. Um, I expect to see more Jordan battle, to be honest with you. Uh, so I'm interested to see that. The other part is spy on, um, you know, Lamar Jackson. So I'm kind of going more of a, a spy on Lamar Jackson, more of a dropping in the zone kind of pick here. I'm going to go with, uh, Jermaine Pratt. I called Jermaine Pratt to have 12 tackles. So I think there's going to be a lot of tackles to be had in that area of the field. And I think we're going to see a forced fumble. I think he's going to get another punch out. Um, maybe Lamar Jackson, maybe a running back, maybe a, a wide receiver coming a crossing route. I don't know, but I think he gets the ball out from somebody. So I'm going to take Pratt. The other, uh, the offensive one, Joe Burrow, 353 tutties. I think uh, I don't see him doing that two two games in a row now that he's healthy. I don't see him being an issue. So I think he has a bounce back week. Now, that said, I think we have a lot of bend, don't break on both sides of this of these teams. So I didn't get too quite as funky with the scoring, but I do see that we're going to have some movements in the middle and some punting and stuff like that. I think it's going to be 24-20, just under the over-under. Um, but I, I'm taking the Bengals to win, too. And I think part of this might be just because I know we have to have it. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This is one game that I did think about not taking the Bengals. I don't do that very often. But beating them and having them have back-to-back losses at home against the division of rivals is going to be tough. So that's it, fellas. That's the predictions, the game balls. We're ready to wrap it up and get ready for Thursday night. Again, if you're missing some of the info you normally hear from us, go over, check out Strange Love, King Pope from the uh, Ravens 1. Uh, Ravens only one Ravens, excuse me, podcast here on Fans First Sports Network, uh, doing a great job. And we get a little more in-depth in the matchups over there, so pretty good stuff. But for Tim Lyons and Justin Lacey, I'm Brandon Harry. Check us out next week as we're running through the jungle. (laughs) 